black African power. What's good, what's happening, a well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo-wee. Man, y'all already know what it is. It's God killer in the house. I'm in raw squad up. Man, family, y'all already know what it is, man. Man, I come to do what I got to do because I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah, we standing strong, we standing tall, and we unified on principles created by African people. We do not walk through this world with fear. We do not fear the white man's God, and we certainly do not fear the terminology presented to us to trick us out of our land, our birthright, and our ancestry, and our way of life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like the great John Henry Clark said, rather go to hell with the truth <laughs> than to heaven with a lie. Why would the great Kulu Kulu say that? He was trying to give you a message. And he was trying to tell you the secret to living here on earth is to live without fear. And so it's about time in 2016, man, that we start to relish and enjoy and learn some of our West African history. And what better way to do it, right, than to put together some powerful young individuals to help in that process, to be a gleaming example and what it means to be African. Man. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly what it is. We're going to get it in, and we're going to go ahead and do what we're supposed to do. It's going to be a long year study, and we're going to learn a lot. And we're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing till we get it. We're going to keep pushing the hearts and the minds of the people because, for the most part, we're running around glorified Christians. Barely even know how to be Muslims because we still be glorified Christians. And even when we Muslims, we still glorified Christians. And even when we Hebrews, we still glorified Christians. Glorified Christians. <laughs> and even when we Kimites, we still glorified Christians. We ain't even got enough sense to know that just because you add the title Kemet or Egypt to something, that shouldn't in the mind of the scholars legitimize it. It should be the information that legitimizes the thing that you're dealing with and the thing that you're talking about. Case in point. There's a whole lot of New Age books written that constantly talk about Kemet, but under no circumstance represents the customs and tradition of Kemet. Most of us has brought into that framework, and we yell of our mouth 
that certain people are dealing with Europeans. Y'all hear it around here. Well, I'm a raw squad, deal with white information, white scholarship. Dumb. Dumb. De dumb. So I challenge you today. I challenge you. I challenge you, all you crystal lovers, show me the ancient Kemites worshiping crystals. Magical power crystals. Please show me that. Huh. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to stay on that too long. Today's show, man, is an important show. We want to deal with an African tribe that I have DNA ties to. So I suggest y'all get y'all DNA test and celebrate your West African history. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about <laughs> probably one of the most powerful tribes in Africa that are barely talked about. And I start to understand why we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. Because if we talked about it, you would scratch your head and beat your chest and say, wow. There was Africans in Africa that wouldn't fold under the pressure of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. For decades and decades, for centuries. And they stood fast to the African customs and traditions. That's why they won't teach you about the great, incredible Masi. So for a good starting reference, good starting reference, my favorite book, The Destruction of the Black Civilization, Great Issues of Race from 4004 to 10004 BCE to 2000 AD. Off the chain. So hit one of your keypads. Join us in the conversation and meet the Masi. Meet some of the young brothers and sisters, young brothers and sisters that's going to form this thing that will help the world understand what it truly means to be African. Brother Ishmael Law, I'm a raw squad up. What's good, brother? What's happening? I'm a raw squad, brother. How you doing this evening, family? Hey, and you know what it is, man. We doing it again. You know, keeping the, the young brothers and sisters involved in their own education. Yeah, that's really what time it is, on. I mean, you know, we're not looking for just regular um, soldiers. We're looking for the young warriors that are going to stand up for the culture on the highest level, academically, physically. That's what we're looking for, and that's what it takes. Um, so, yeah, we're, this, this is this is definitely the next level, and 2016 is is that time to do that. Yeah, we get some brothers and sisters that just love Africa, man, period, man. Um, and we're going to stay close to them, man. And it's just, you know, it's, it's an important evening. It just is, man. 
and we just learn about what the Masi really stood for, man. You know, they ups, they downs, you know, what got them in the end. And it's just a glaring example, I mean, of of of, of, of good tight leadership to the end. And it's a good character to the end. I mean, just period. It's just a it's a if you would have to pick an African nation, you know what I'm saying, me personally, you know, yeah. I would pick the Masi for being an example of, of how it was to have character, how you supposed to do what you supposed to do, how you supposed to stand strong in your custom, in your traditions. I mean, and it's just, you know, and it's a powerful, powerful nation. And as a matter of fact, it was a pan-African nation because it was different groups that came together, like Voltron, right, to form, you know, the Masi Kingdom. So, you know, it is what it is. That's exactly what it was. Various tribes, various families coming together um, and unifying in order for the protection of the of the culture itself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. So you know the Masi, man. Let me get one of the uh, Masi Warrior Clan members in here, brother Ben. What's good, brother? Black African Power. Good. What's happening? Black African power, man. You know what it is. The Black Panther. What it do? What's going on, Black Panther? You know, Master Warrior Clan Spears up. What's going on? I'm around. The ish. I'm a raw squad up, Gregor. Hey, hey, I'm a raw squad up, man. Master Warrior Clan. Hey, Ben, man. You know, you've been doing a lot of work, you know what I'm saying, on West African cultures, man. And, man, it's good. You know, to just have you here, brother. You know what I'm saying? Being one of the young leaders, man, it's a powerful day, brother. You know, and, and, and man, you got a lot of you got a lot of abilities going with your young brother. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot going for you. And, you know, we just want to make sure, yo, that we all stay close to home. And, man, so it's good, brother. It's a good day. Well, you know, a lot of people ask me, why do I go so hard for West Africa? And it's a couple of reasons. Number one, we know, courtesy of the transatlantic slave trade, or as it should be called, a transatlantic kidnapping trade, that most of our roots go to West Africa. Most of Africans in America, if you do a DNA test, it's going to point to West Africa, maybe some parts of Central Africa, but for the most part, you're going to see West Africa. So, we tend to focus on other African nations that we may or may not have a direct line to. But I think it's time as, uh, you know, we spent enough time in Kemet. We spent enough time in Ethiopia. We spent enough time in the Nubian Nubian area. Let's shift the focus to something that we have direct bloodline to, which is West Africa, which has kind of been left out in the cold and been the redheaded stepchild of the West of the uh, African studies. So I like to shift the focus to a place that we have direct ancestral lineage to. That's one reason why I do it. Another reason is I'm West African. My father was born mm-hmm. in Banjul, Gambia, which is inside of Senegal, which is West African. So I have a whole part of my uh, my father's family on my father's side is all West African. So I'm a part of those customs and traditions. I'm a part of the 
traditions of Ifa. So I live this. So this is another reason why I stay in West Africa. And, you know, I can go to other parts of Africa, but I like to stay in West Africa because I just think the other parts of Africa have had their time. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let me... <laughs> Uh, you know what, man? It's just you'll see, man. It's just a beautiful thing, man. We're just studying Africa, period, man. We can run all around Africa. Oh, yeah. You know, we did a, a detailed study in South Africa, brought the brand new information to people. Um, Absolutely. And I, I mean, you know, people was like astonished for the information we brought as we traveled up the rivers, man. Ended up in the Nile. You know, as people migrated from West Africa into the Sahara to the Nile. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, ain't nobody doing it like that for education, man. But you specifically, brother even on that West African thing, uh, demystifying it, brother. And I think that's, you know, that's that's what it is, man. Let me get my main man in here, man. Man, uh, boy, where you at, Bunchy Carter? You know what it is, man. My Black African power. Man, what's good, Black Excellence Media? What's up, brother? What's up? What it do, Bunchy? Black Africa power, OG, Mozzie Clan, Spears up. What's, what's good, Black Panther? What's up, Ish? Spears up, brother. <laughs> Spears up, man. Brother. How's it going, King? Glad to have the platform, man. Um, hey, I, I'm gonna speak in a minute. I'm glad you you let me in. I'm gonna click over and call everybody else for you. No, they might be on the line, brother. I don't know. You gonna merge them in like that? Or what you doing? I don't uh, know. Check. It's all good, man. All right, bet. All right, I'm gonna check. I'm, I'm give me one second. All right, you know what I'm gonna do for a minute, man. Uh, first of all, man, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, you know we had uh brother Sarnetta. We had brother uh, Sarnetta um came in Atlanta and it was a powerful, powerful weekend, man. We was live streaming and stuff, man. But you know, you know, we take a lot of weight around here. I'm the Raw Squad, uh the team Osiris, you know what I'm saying? Uh the Mossy, you know what I'm saying, they ain't, ain't they, 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 they ain't even came with them yet. But with these young brothers and sisters going to offer, I know the nonsense is going to start, right? The hate, the spew, right? We know this. But Brother Sarnetta came to town, uh, and he came to document the elders' life, the elders and their life and times interview, you know, to make sure that they get uh, on the platform to continue to be recognized and noticed, okay? And, you know, um, Brother didn't ask for it, but, you know, we gave the brother some money for coming in because, man, when NBC and ABC, you know, send their peoples in, you know what I mean, they always get paid for it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to make sure the brother saw that it was just was good and secure, and so we paid him some money. Mm-hmm. This brother, Sunday, today, he goes down to what I feel like is one of the greatest schools we got, uh, ran by the Baruti's. Man, y'all know Brother Brody, oh, man. man. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he goes down to the school, shoots the elders and all that. That's and epic. you know what Brother Sarnetta do, man? Brother Sarnetta takes the money that we gave him, adds the money to it, and gives it to him in support of their oh. school. Oh, wow. Man, you know he probably don't want nobody to say nothing, right? But right. I'm talking that shit, everybody's talking. Right. Don't man. We that's, don't do that with this. I, we can't even right. give the brother no money. He giving it to the school. Right. And 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 it, and it weighs heavy on my heart because this is a legitimate school, 
And if that school had $300,000, what the hell would right. that be? Man. It's that, not a mystery school. It's a real damn school. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and and this is what we will be dedicated to things like that. You know what I'm saying? So this clan, the Masi clan, we're going to be dedicated to making sure we support the small schools. Where you at, Bungie? I'm right here. Um, I just wanted to say real quick too about the Mazi clan. One of the things that I like don't the most. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't is, say it yet. Don't say it yet. You just. Oh, right, I'm gonna say it. I got. I got my eye on the line though. I got. I'm in on the line. Just to let you know. All right. Well, hold on. We got. We gonna get them next. And that's hey, the strong brother too. Too. Huh? Strong. The sister. All right. Well, uh, we need, yeah, we gonna let this. Hold on for a second. I just want y'all to know. Y'all know that Bunchy is also on Team Osiris. And y'all say, well, how that happened? Man, okay. stay the damn Mazi man. Clans came together, man. Get that. Right. Understand that through y'all big heads. It's a chain exactly. that won't be broken. Let's just get this straight. Uh, uh, Understand what's going on in front of your face, in front of your eyes. <laughs> and recognize, yo, that we're going to build this thing and continue to build this thing on out. All right? Let me, before we start bringing in the other brothers, we I want to get Sarnett in here real quick. Let me see where he at. Real quick, and then we're going to bring that sister in first. All right, let me see. I think it's Sarnetta. Where you at, Sarnetta? Sarnetta. Hold on, let me see. Oh, hold on. Let me see. I think this is it right here. Hold on one second. One minute, one minute. We got it filled up in here tonight. Let me see. Well, you have something that hit one on your joint, man. Real quick. Hey, the sister is uh, area code 313. Oh, I got you. All right. Um, hey, something that you're going to do with one of your keypad, man. Hold on. One second. I got the sister next. Let me get. Hey, Sarnetta, this is you, brother. Hold on one second. One more second. Okay. Yo. Hold on, hold on, brother. One second. One second. All right, we're just going to let the sister in, man. And i tell you what, Ben. I'm a, you know, I'm going to let you introduce the sister in here, man. Now, this is a... Man, I, you know, it's just a powerful sister just starting to pop up out of nowhere, man. You know what I mean? And, and just to have a conversation with a sister that mine is right where it's supposed to be and strong, man, it's just a new day. And to be young, because I remember when I was day eight, right? <laughs> what I was doing, it was just crazy, man. It's, I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy when I was 22, 23. <laughs> I wasn't nowhere where none of y'all at. None of You know, and it's just, it's, it's just you know, it's just, it, it just keeps me popping, man. Crazy, you know. Uh, you said the three one three. Yeah. All right. All right. Hold on. Three one three. How you doing, sis? Massey Warrior Clan. What's good, sis? How you doing? Peace, y'all. Hello. Yeah, you you, you live and open. You here? Oh no 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 no! My bad, my bad. I had her on mute. I, I merged her in. My bad. That was me. How you merge it in on All both right. lines? 
How you do that? <laughs> We're your family. I clicked over a quarter. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead. My bad. No, you ain't married. Yeah, he's kidding. Go ahead. I guess okay, I Thank you for the thank you for the, the introduction and, and thank you again for um just accepting me and bringing me into the family and everything. I appreciate it. Um so I'm just really jumping in jumping into the conversation. So what are we discussing tonight? Hello? Yeah, we still here. We Y'all hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, uh, hey, Ak, you want to answer that or you want me to fill her in? No, go ahead, Ben. Ben got to get his sister real introduction, man. Tell the family your name, man. This sister Danielle right here. She's a part of my story. Oh, That's okay. Yeah, let me, let me do a proper introduction. My bad. My bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah tell the people my name is No, Danielle. Ben got you, though. Ben got you. Ben, he's going to introduce you and you can come in. Okay. All right. As I said, you know, some sisters are starting to step to the forefront, which I've been waiting on because we can't have right. a male-dominated teaching circuit, a male-dominated mm-hmm. male-dominated families. We need sisters out there so they can speak to other sisters and men to balance that energy, right? So this sister right here, you know, Bunchy, got an eye for talent. We had a good conversation. We talked over some things. She got a good head on her shoulders. She's real mm-hmm. humble, willing to mm-hmm. learn. She's willing to get out there and, and preach real black African power. So without further ado, this is Sister Danielle of the Moxie Warrior Clan. Hello. Okay. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Thank you again for the lovely introduction, um, and thank you for inviting me to be a part of the Monty Clan family. I appreciate it. Um, I guess I mean a little about myself. I'm 20 years old. You know, born and raised in Detroit. Um, I don't know. I got on this constant journey, like at a young age, because like when I got into middle school, I just started. Looking deep, digging deep into our history and finding more and more about our, our our people, where we came from, and I just got so connected to it. Like I just wanted to learn more, you know. And then I started digging deeper into religion and the government and things of that nature. And I was like, man, this is awesome bullshit. Like there is really this oppressive injustice system out there to keep me at the bottom. So. Like, I just kept digging deeper into research. Once I, like, towards the end of, like, my high school career, I started digging deeper into chemistry and metaphysics and stuff like that. High school. And I just got on this, and I just got on this black power trip. I was like, man, we need to, we need to really come together as a people and really focus on building one another up and, and nation build. And not just say we're going to nation build. We have to actually get into that mindset and start taking accountability and actually mm. put put out some solutions. You know. Mm. Mm. So I agree. I agree with your million percent. And you know, I agree, huh, man. Yeah. Mhm. What would you say? I was nowhere Wait, 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 real quick. Man, please. High school. This. Come on, man. Hold on, Bungie. Oh, you want to ask something, Bungie? Go ahead, Bungie. 
I can't hear you. What you say? My fault. I'll wait. No, Somebody's about to go next. No, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Hey, sis, did you hear that show that we was on earlier with the, with the feminists? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to it. I, I, I love what they had to say. Uh, I, I wanted to call. I did call in actually, but they, they never did get to me. Right. But I did want want to add on to that conversation because they were talking about the word, you know, about feminism and things of that nature. And, um, you know, where they were coming from with their version of feminism was from a place of love and unity for our people. So that was something that I really loved. And they also talked about how our women don't know who they really are. I mean, even including the conscious ones, you know, the conscious ones don't know who the hell they are. I mean, they're getting their hair, their hair locked up and wearing the off and wearing the kente cloth and everything. But still, that's all really just a facade. Behind all the all the um, superficial things, they still really don't know who they are. They have no identity. And then you got the men saying, you know, the black woman is God and she's the supreme being and stuff. But then behind that, behind closed doors, they're still treating this woman like shit. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's, and of course, it's not all the men, but and it's not all the men, but you know, you I've been seeing, oh. I've been noticing that a lot in the in the so-called the quote-unquote conscious community. Mm-hmm. That we keep putting, we keep putting up these facades and thinking everything is just all cool and oh we're God and we're and we're doing this and that. But really, I mean, how are we God? We're God, but we can't even provide for ourselves. We can't even, we can't even build anything sustainable for our children. Mm. Mm. I agree with you. Let's let's look up the word feminism for a minute and see what we have. Uh-oh. You know, I'm big on words, hey, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So feminism, okay, just basically uh, the belief that that men and women should have equal rights and opportunities. Okay, first of all, if you even got to think about that, then something is already out of order for you. Okay, all right. Organized Mm -hmm. activity in support of women's rights and interests. Once again, so you mean to tell me that who's ever using that word, the women's rights and institutions aren't already in place at the foundation? Of whatever you just built, and the women got to step up and have to fight for that. And so I would just like to say to those black women that had that show, black women were never feminists, absolutely positively not. And as we detailed through the Masi in West Africa and East Africa and South Africa, you'll find out that feminism absolutely had nothing to do with them. And we should probably read the text and the destruction of the black civilization when he talks about you know, the different departments for the men and the women and how all that, all those things coalesce. So it never was that problem at all. And so we just need mm. to really upgrade our right. city a whole lot and look and understand that the feminist right. movement was a movement of white women and they ushered in what you want to call the goddess worship based off the fact that they weren't given no play in their religion. So they invented one. <laughs> right. All you got to do is Google goddess for a minute. You're going to see all damn white women. Right, and they ushered right. in lesbianism in the whole nine yards. So we need to really take mm-hmm. a step back once again, refocus, and and stop running and get into our own culture, and where you'll find the woman right in positions of power. That's that's what we need to do. So I just want to kind of make that right, clear. right. And I personally, I personally, I don't use the word, and I don't identify with the word, but I did see what, where these women were coming from with it. Like I saw. 
I mean, they have their own definition of it, but, I mean, it was all about the intention and the energy that they had behind the words that they were using. Hey, but sis, real you quick, know, did you hear what I told him on the show? They didn't want to let me get my, my, my shine, man, because I was coming with that, some references and sources. Just like I said, like, I respect their opinion on their disposition because I respect them as my sister. But when we're dealing with black people issues, we need to have a, 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 a defined understanding of what's going on, not only as far as their reality, but our reality. You know what I mean? Right. To be able to, to decipher the two. And before they cut me short, I was actually going to tell them, if we don't understand how, because remember, I don't know if you heard me, I asked the sis. She said, well, uh, we was the fall of our family. When I said how white supremacy broke down the family, I said, well, do you have a reference or a source on that as to how we broke <laughs> down our own family? And she said, my source was oh, my soul. Yeah. She said her own soul, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, and people play that game because they don't study. Right. So when you say, when we, when we learn the fall of Africa, I know I'm going to go in and, and Black Panther issue going more. It has nothing to do with feminism or, or the black family falling to our own victim. It, it, it was a number of things that took place. You know what I mean? So we just got to start being honest. We we don't need to be making up things. We got enough things on the plate to deal with. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That's, right, that's, definitely. That's interesting. Let, let's get the other brother, Armin. Where you at, brother? I'm in my eye. You there, brother? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Just listening. Okay, well, look, man, let me introduce you to the people, man. And first of all, let's let's start this off with the literature, all right, that you have uh, produced. Let's do this first, right? Because at the end of the day, when you all, when we all gone away, back into the dust, back into the natural elements, you know what I'm saying? What is it that, what is it that you will leave in your community, right, that will be better off Okay, after having had your works, what is it? So so let's talk about that first, Brother Armin. What books have you produced that you feel will help the black community? I would say um, out of three volume series, but um, volume three of The Roman Illusion, and that's uh, written by me, Armin Mahatra. Um, it deals with um, the, the, the origins. Uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Uh, volume three focuses um, on the origins of Islam and uh, giving a general explanation of how it's not indigenous to African or African lifestyles throughout the continent. And, mm-hmm. and how to basically, you know, focus on a different identity to what our ancestors laid for. As you said, you know, there's, there's so many primary sources to help lead us back on the path of how our ancestors laid out governmental structures, how we address the community, how we built the community. So we have that. And then my um, latest book is called The Amin Ra Illumination. And um, it's just a um, general introduction to chemists, um, the, the, the deities or forces of nature, and um, trying to make links. So even if we deal with the quote-unquote metaphysics, the magic, the mysticism, we always tie into doing our rituals, even if you're into candle magic, whatever you're into, tie it into when you conduct that ritual, spend money with your community. Go to a black business. Right. Buy, go to a black business, buy your candle, and go to Jupiter. <laughs> go to Mars. <laughs> go to one of these sisters. And there's so many sisters in our community that are natural seamstresses. They're natural fashion designers. If you want to rock a Kente cloth, even if you think, 
go to the sister in your community and say, hey, I need you to make this kente cloth. I'm trying to pretend that I'm African. So it's right. it, it spread that money to the women. And so we can, you know, feed these babies and teach our babies how to be entrepreneurs. So with me, even if you want to freeze out to the moon, to Orion, whatever you want to talk about, aliens, <laughs> if, you, if you want to get some type of contact with aliens, spend money with people in your community. And, and then go greet little green men. That's all right with me. But spend money with your community and everybody in the community through group economics, we can chip in and buy a flying saucer. <laughs> but after we pay our bills and make sure the light is, you know what I'm saying? So that's my primary focus and, and different ways to go about that. So the the Rome, the, the, uh, the Roman illusion series, we volunteered, we had that, and then I'm in raw illumination. But other than that, I'm so grateful to be here, brother. I've learned so much, you know, throughout the times uh watching you teach and all of you brothers, Chino Cyrus, help out the community. So but this is really great. And it's really good to sit back and listen to the sisters um talk and, and hear the feminine balance. So with that said, I'm just mm. grateful for being introduced and let me listen up y'all do what y'all do. Mm. All right there, brother. <laughs> all right. That's right. Massey Warrior Clan, man. Boy, spears up. See, so we got that powerful up. brother. He's already got the literature in place. So let this be an example. Right? We produce literature that will be around long after we gone. Let that be a good example for us, you know, and we just kind of need that. Um, where you at? Where you at, Bunchy? Bunchy Carter? Where you at, brother? All right here. Right here. Anybody else on the line? That is all we got right now? Who we got? Yeah, that's it. I think Karoo probably taking it down. You know he got work in the morning. Yeah, he that's got only work. when we miss uh, him. We got to get in contact with him. Yeah, yeah, we got to get in contact with him, you know. All right, so, so we just found a way to intertwine certain things to keep the chains real tight. And it's just important. And, of course, we got the hood leading the way, you know what I'm saying, just to balance out that energy. And it's just very important. You want to add mm-hmm. something there, Brother Ish? You want to add something, Brother Ish? And we can get into no, the no, Masi. Hmm? No, Brother Ong, everything's going real good. Uh, we, we're good right now. Go ahead. You can continue. Okay. Thanks. All right. And so, all right, so, man, um, let me go to my favorite book. Now, you know what? Where you at, Bunchy? You want to start off with something, man? You the floor first, brother. As far as the Mazi clan? Yeah, what you want to say? What you want to say about that clan, yo? Oh, well, the most important thing to me that I like about the Mazi clan is the fact that it was a confederate of United uh, States of different uh, nomadic people that was either wandering or the people that was already stationary that came together to fight off different oppressors of the land, whether it was the Asians, the Arabs, or the Europeans. They fought them, got them off the land, and then gave the rights back to the indigenous people of the land. And that is a key element as far as methodology where we can go back in history and extrapolate data that's applicable right now because that's where we put our reality under, that we're going to come together and build a conglomerate or a family under this black African power and wherever else fall under that and restore our communities and neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Mm. Got you. Where you at, uh, Brother Ben? You want to add something? Yeah. Uh, we know it's time to see the three kids, the uh, 10 year old, the uh, phone going in and out. 
Oh, my fault. Hold on for a second. I was saying that, you know, we know at one time the Masi were uh, organized into the three kingdoms, the uh, Tenko Dugo, the Waga Dugo, and the uh, Yatinga. And these were uh, three of the kingdoms that came together to make the the Masi warrior clan. Now, the Masi clan was made up of other groups as well in uh, the area which is called Burkina Faso today, which is the second largest ethnic group in the, the Cote d'Ivoire, which is commonly known to as the Ivory Coast. But the unique thing about the Masi warrior clan is that you have all these different Africans together, right? And they And they just, they had a decision that say, you know what, we're not going to let these foreign elements, these foreign religions, these foreign ways of thinking, these un-African ways of thinking, we're not going to let them conquer us, right? So we have differences between our tribes already, but we're going to come together and we're going to make this, this warrior nation built upon our principles of what we have in common. And I think that's a model we can use for today because you know, we got groups. We got all the different groups out there. You know, we got the Moors, we got the, the Hebrew Israelites, we got the we got all right. these different right. But these Africans came together and said, you know what? We rather be with each other than be with that oppressor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what we're gonna do? All these foreign religions, we ain't having it. We ain't having it. We're going to stick to our own customs and traditions. And they had different customs and, and traditions within the Mafia kingdom. But you know what? They had enough respect for each other to do them and not make it a, you know, a mandatory thing or you got to do this, you got to do that. No, it wasn't, it wasn't colonialism. It was just respecting each other's place in the African nation. So, you know, they had to trade with Muslims at one time, but they told the Muslims, don't come in here with that, with that foreign religion because we're not having it. And they mm-hmm. had a saying in the Mossy clan, whenever you see a white man in your land, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they didn't tolerate invasion. They didn't tolerate impressive. Like that was uh that was a major thing in the Mossy clan. Do not let white men even come to our soils. Because, you know, they they had learned from experience. So rather than make the same mistake as their ancestors, they stood on the shoulders of their ancestors and said, you know, we got to make a change or we're going to end up just like them in change. So hmm. I think it's a great model that we can live today. I mean, everything from the, from the rites of passage to how they live. Right, uh, right. The, uh, the spiritual system, they had it broken down into the warriors. They had it broken down into the priests. And they did different things, you know. They still had their indigenous spiritual rites. They still did their rituals, you know. There was one part of the tribes that did the uh, the ceremonies with the mask, and then there was another part of the tribe that were just straight warriors. The uh, I think they called the the knock the Nakamos. the Nakamos. Not, the Nakamos. I know it has a K. It's like N A K O M S E or something like that. They were the straight, you know, straight warriors. And they were like uh-huh. the, the power behind the class, almost like uh, royalty. And then you had the uh, the ten Bobsi, which were like the priests. 
I think that translates to people of the earth. And then you have other little subgroups within the Mossy clan. So they they had everything covered. And when I was looking at the clan, I was like, man, this is this is this is exactly how the Amara squad did. This is exactly how Team Osiris has it. This is exactly how Vagina Archers do it. So what better name for a group than something we already practice? Mm. Absolutely. Give me um yeah, if you go to page um Destruction of Black Civilization page two ten it talks about the five groups that actually um uh, form the Masi Empire. Europeans don't want to call it empire. And they play this game. Of course they don't. <laughs> yes. And it's interesting that that the United States is nothing but a conglomerate, which the French, the the, 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 uh, mm-hmm. the British, you know what I'm saying, they come together to form the damn United States. German, German tribes. So, you know what I mean? Get out of here with that crap. You can't fool us. So, look, let's come to page uh, 213. And I think this is essential on why, on why I need us to um, actually mimic the, the, the behaviors of the Masi. Now, watch this. Say the political system, high democratic was unsurpassed by any state anywhere in the world. That system was developed by African by Africans. Okay, the family was the smallest social, economic, and political unit. The extended family council, for example, settled all cases involving offenses by members, which affected only the family or were not serious enough to be carried to the court. Watch this. This is important. Bad behavior by one member. Hit the remix. Bad behavior by one member. Hit the remix. Bad behavior by one member was a reflection on the rest of the family. Let me do it real slow. So everybody listening, Masi, Warrior Clan, Team Osiris, I'm a raw squad up. Bad behavior by one member was a reflection on the rest of the family. Creed, right, a first individualism had no place in the society. What one did was either a credit to his family or dishonor. Now, we starting to see traditional Africa. Understand that. Right? So Unc can't be running around crazy as hell. All by himself. A madman. Proclaiming to be the prince of any goddamn thing. Alright? Let's let let's get let's get this understood. That by my behavior reflects the Amaral squad. Right? My behavior reflects the Masi Warrior clan. My behavior reflects the Amaral squad, Team Osiris. We, we got to really understand this. People listening, like when, when the, the young babies is listening in on the show, when you go out and act a damn fool in traditional Africa, right, you're doing a disservice mm-hmm. to your family first. You're bringing shame on your family. And this is the main thing that we have lost as African people. We feel no more shame. So we can run out there, act crazy as hell, do all kind of things, right? Destroy yes. your mother's name, True. your father's name, your family name, and it don't matter. All for the sake of some good weed and some good music and some good coke and some crack, and that shit all right. 
because I have made a few dollars. Right. Because we have been taught mm-hmm. Europeanisms, where you act crazy as hell, go kidnap a whole group of people, and it ain't reflecting nothing because that's just what we do. Just important. So I just want to kind of kind of put that in there because you know that's you know that's that, that's a, 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 a absolutely exa- absolute example that we got to look at and govern ourselves. You know what I mean? From this moment forward, just period, and everybody listen as the show go around the world. You know, sit your family down and talk to the babies. You know, let them know that when they leave the house, they representing you. Really? You know what I'm saying? And and it's just important, and we just lost that, and, and hopefully, you know what I'm saying, by these groups being formed and our behavior being exact, you know, and upholding the group, you know, understanding that, man, it'll just, you know, it'll start to reflect in our communities, man. And so it first has to reflect in mm-hmm. the family, right? And as it reflects in the family, because the community is nothing but a, a group of families. So, you know, that's just, that's just very, very important. Anybody want to add something to that? Yeah, yeah. Everything you just said was just spot on. Like, we just lost all respect for ourselves. And part of that is because we really don't know ourselves. Our people don't know who they are because they've just been stripped away from their culture and programmed so deeply. So we have to really come together, do research, and really just connect, try to reconnect back with our culture and retain those values that we lost. Still on a group. Uh, she said the oldest known body was the woman when they only walked the earth, and it was called. Are you ready? Homo, mm-hmm. Homo Solar Augustus. <laughs> what? I'm done. I'm I know done. Cause the phone started. Huh? The phone done. started cutting off, and I didn't hear the whole thing that she said. The what? The what? But she said that she said like she said that the black woman was the first woman, the first human being on the earth, or something like that. And then she said <laughs> it was Homo Solar Augustus. <laughs> Augustus. Woo! <laughs> 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 we off the Homo Augustus, man. <laughs> Solar. Where you find it? Where you? Where do you get your, I mean, Sergio, what's And me, my spear. <laughs> Where's the spear at? Let's pin that on the wall. Homo Solar Augustus. Oh. Maybe she didn't mean that. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, but see, but watch this. But watch this. I mean, not even, you know, I'm not even really trying to make fun of it, but, but <laughs> I mean, the problem is deeper than I really thought it was. <laughs> and, 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 and you know the Amaral Squad. Seriously, the Amaral Squad was formed to clean up the pseudo shit in our generation, mm-hmm. and we did that, yeah. right? But but, but then you know uh, Team Osiris, and now the Masi Warrior Clan. You know, man, y'all got to deal with all that. And uh, and I'm telling mm-hmm. you that the new age, the new age material, buy it, right? And look at it, and you'll find that they'll take African cultures and throw that European thing all over it. 
Rename, yeah, yeah. rehash yeah, it out, yeah. and, and have you talking crazy as hell. We'll have you on spaceships. Or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I promise you this. Like, before, by the time you finish, you'll look at yourself and say, we ain't did shit. We ain't built nothing. We ain't did nothing. These somebody yeah, from somewhere, the 15th okay. Galaxy, has come in and built this. And then, and then the womanhood gets stripped. So you'll have a whole group of women in a group naked looking at each other, dancing around, crazy, Roman Empire, Greeks. You know what I'm saying? He's, y'all going to be out there. I promise you this. And and, and, I, and looking at the stars, trying to make shit move, but ain't building up alignment with the stars. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and I promise you this. Seriously, doing everything but what you're really supposed to be doing, and that's being focused on your babies, on your food, mm-hmm. on your clothing, on your shelter, and building institutions, right, that uphold the way that will continue us moving in a direction that's beneficial to our people. Our people. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's all yeah, they did. I mean? Go ahead, sir. I was going to say, all they did was trade in white Jesus for a, a prophet. <laughs> so basically, I mean, it really is just religion. You know, it's a it's the same game, just a different playing mm-hmm. field, as I, as I always say. You know, all this levitating and, and teleportating to the to the 86th dimension, I mean, it's all a form of escapism. So instead of us focusing uh-huh. on the issue that we have right now and coming up with practical solutions, we're like, oh, we got to get back on our spaceship and go to Planet Rich, and we got to teleport and astral project to this dimension and that dimension instead of just focusing on what's going on right here on Planet Earth. Because right now, we don't have our shit together. That's what Amos Wilson told us. Check whatever you believe in against reality. And I feel like, and I feel like, I mean, our people have been programmed so deep to a point where they have to believe in something because, because yeah. again, like I said, it's escapism. So they need something to take them away from facing their harsh reality. Yeah. I was at work today, right, sis? And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I invited this Hebrew brother to the event February 6th, right, y'all? So the brother, mm-hmm. he asked me, pulled me aside. He said, yo, you know, I've been hearing you talk. He's like, what you into a little bit? What do you believe? So I said, you know, I believe in black people, bro. Like, I don't get into none of that stuff, you know. Right. I believe in what I can build with my hands, what I'm tangibly building for my community when I leave this physical existence. So he was like, well, he said, what you trying to do at the event? I said, well, I'm trying to unite black people as much as I can so we can focus on this this cooperative economics. And still, whoever y'all want to identify with, y'all can keep that at the door and we build from there. So the brother tells me in response to his solution, is that that's not going to work until black people realize that they're under a spell by, I think, uh, Jacob or one of the characters from the Bible. Oh, my God. And, and so Did you tell him that he was the one casting the spell? Yeah. Did you tell him that he was the one <laughs> putting the damn I spell out there? Tell you tell him spell. <laughs> I, I, I got to leave the conversation alone. Good. That's Great. crazy though, because you know I was talking to an Israelite today too at work, and she was basically saying that you know the reason why we went through slavery and we're oppressed right now and going through all these issues is because 
we keep we keep um rejecting the most high. We keep we keep disrespecting and not obeying the most high. And I'm like, okay. Mm. She was like, I don't care what nobody believes. She was like, I don't care what nobody believes. There's a guy and there's Jesus Christ and all this other stuff. I'm like, okay. I just want to say a word. Can I ask y'all a question real fast? You, you, uh, oh, ben, she said, what, though, Ben? Ben, I want to ask a question. No, I'm saying, Where she, she said, what's this? They, they said, keep rejecting huh? getting the most high. That was, that was we keep we keep we keep disobeying the orders of the Most High. That's what he kept saying, and that's why keep we're trying to get the most ran now. Because we keep getting the Most High. <laughs> we keep no, we keep disobeying. We keep disobeying the Most High. Wait, we keep getting the Most High. <laughs> disobeying, my bad. No, no, no. Too many, man. I need a job. The most high. Right now. Yeah, that's been a nice. <laughs> <laughs> hell is Jawa, man. Let me see if you saw that, man. Hold on, man. <laughs> Crazy. All right, let me go. Let, let me go right in. Hold on. Um, let's keep it on the mask here so we don't get too high. <laughs> the most high. Crazy. All right, let me. The most high. All right, one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, all right, I'll see you, Joe. Got you. Let me get you in here. Oh, quick. The most high. But that's that's funny. You know what, though? That's just a, a framework of just thinking, man. And I think we can break that. And I think we should represent the most high principles, you know, in our particular community. Ooh, Jow, ooh, what's good? What's happening? I'm a raw squad up. What's good, brother? Squad up, man. Hold tap to everyone. Uh, ooh, on, on the call. On the call, yeah, I've been listening in. I'm just, I'm just taking it in, really. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in the queue like, like last week. You know, Unc is, uh, I don't know, man. You kind of keep me on hold forever. <laughs> say, say the best for last. My fault. I, I was just about to say that. Say the best for last. <laughs> it's like that. No, nah, I'm. Like, what I'm, the hell's going on? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, so yeah, I'm, I'm listening in, and I, um, you know, I'm taking it in. Um, you know. I had a couple of things to say, but uh, you know the conversation done, done eased on. So I just let, let, sit back and listen. In. Put down your boat, Okay, but hey, let me let me. I, I do want to say something about about the last couple of things that was said about um, mm-hmm. that I think is really important. Well, um, I forgot who said it, but you're talking about um, no individualism in the um, Mosi clan. And uh, that's real important because if you if you look in a lot of um, cultures that that come about through a confederacy of multiple communities, they will have a, um, a concept of no individualism, where any one person will reflect the um, the family, like the smallest the smallest unit in these in these cultures is the family unit. And this this lets us know today that we got it wrong when people when people say that they don't care about what other people think. Like, you know, you have women and men, or women will go out and say, well, you know, I I, I, I get this hair, or I put this makeup on, I get this done, uh, not for other people, but for myself. You know, I don't care about what other people think of me, this, that, and the other. Well, mm-hmm. in African in mm-hmm. African cultures, it was, it was you, you do worry about what other people feel because it's a reflection on your family. And in a lot of these cultures, your family ties to land, 
and a lot of um, Africans that even leave the con- the continent, they come here and become successful or gain resources or money. They go back home and build a house for the family because without that house on the soil, their family is, is becomes an unknown. They, they don't exist over there in these cultures. So I think that's a real important um, concept that we need to be um, connected back with, that we do uh, reflect and, and create a, a value system where we do care about what other people feel and think because we, we're not representing ourselves. We're representing our family. You know, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Can, can I touch on that real, real quick? Um, yeah, I'm waiting on uh, Fortune Favor to call in too, man. He's also part of the clan, man. But go ahead, bro. All right, the, the family within the mafia was, was very important, right? Because it was it was very important to their culture, and, and they guarded the family at all costs. So it was organized. Even, even the families were organized like their kingdoms. So, you know, right. every, every kingdom has a king and a queen, so that was the husband and the wife, right? Then you got the children, and, you, and the aunts and uncles come in. They play a role in the education of the children. So everybody pulls together within the family structure to make sure that the family is successful. And then, you know, individualism wasn't tolerated. If somebody's actions and behaviors weren't fitting in with the family, then they, they had to be checked. And they always they, they, they included the elders in the process. They got to ask the elders, said, what, what do we do about this? Because so-and-so acting out. Mm-hmm. And when you were acting, you weren't just acting by yourself. You were acting in your family's name. Mm-hmm. So whatever your last name was, say, say it was Brown. Well, brother, brother over there, he, he acting outside the Brown name. He missing up the Brown family name. And being that the family was the smallest entity within the Mossy society, that shows you how important they took their their, their uh, fundamental systems because even the smallest entity was paid attention to with great regard. The heritage. The heritage was very important. Even on, on the paternal side, the heritage, I mean, from father to son, that was a, that was a bond that couldn't be broken. If the father danced, with a mask in the ceremony, when he passed away, that became his son's mask. And and the women, it was the same way. If she had a, a, a dress or a veil that she used, she passed it on to her daughter. So it wasn't this individualism. Oh, that don't affect me. I ain't worried about the stuff that we that we hear today. That didn't happen. They was one people, even though they spoke many different languages and had many different cultures. They all held themselves accountable, and I think that's something. That's just powerful, very powerful. Right. And we used to have it in our neighborhoods where um, if the children act out on the block, yeah. other parents would put, would put them in check because they say, look, <laughs> you, you're making your family look bad. You're making your house look bad. They would say, that would mm-hmm. say it like that, your house. You're making your house look bad. You better straighten mm-hmm. up, little boy or little girl. You're making your house look bad. And I also want to say that um, in these type of cultures, the same um, in terms of language, um, a lot of the words for father is also the same word for king, and the word mm-hmm. for mother would be the same word for queen. Um, and it's a big responsibility because a lot of responsibility is paid on, on the king because the king 
represents his family, which will be the entire nation or community, to others on the outside world. So that was a, that was a big responsibility of the king or the leader of, of whatever these communities set up. Mm. That's dope right there, that linguistic information. See, we got to get into the science mm. of each language. But we got to get into the science. But there's a methodology behind everything, right? So the methodology behind the language, you see why they named things the way they did. The brother just said the same words for king and father and the same words for queen and mother. So when brothers walking around here talking about, oh, I don't want to call myself a king, I don't want to call myself a queen. Well, you are a father and a mother. And in African mm-hmm. language, these words are sometimes the same. So you need to start looking at yourself as the king of your household. I ain't saying you got no big elaborate kingdom in the sky or nothing like that, but just just of your house. Right. Your wife is king and queen, and and you you know y'all responsible for the future kings and queens. Which are your children? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, Smash Rockwell, right? The Magi. Magi. The Magi. The Vanguard of Kemet. Man, he gives his regards to y'all, man. Magi and, you know, welcome to y'all aboard, man. All right? Song about to die, man. So, but it's all good, man. Let me, um, <laughs> let me deal with this, right? And we know the mafia had a prophecy. We said it over and over again. This is like my favorite little joint right here on page 212, right? It's basically talking about um, the different organizations that they had to deal with outside forces, right? And then we're going to delve into this more. But right here it says, um, talking about their other variations, talking about the different groups they had to deal with outside forces. Some were highly important. One was the minister of the Muslims. For unlike so many other African societies, the migrating Masi had learned something from history of the blacks in their relations with the Arabs, I mean with the Arabs and Berber peoples. No foreigners could settle in Masi territory. But since the Masi themselves were great traders, they needed the far flung outlets which the Muslims everywhere controlled. Muslim traders were therefore admitted into the country under the strict supervision, I mean supervision of the Minister of the Muslims. All Muslim activity was restricted to trade. The religion of Islam was rejected. Conversion to both teachings and religion forbidden. In short, the Masi saw Islam and Christianity as a white man's vehicle of conquest. It was the only black nation in time to see this indeed. Masi prophecy held that when the first white man appeared in the land, the nation would die. But that time had not yet arrived. The Masi policy of excluding whites or originally limiting the number and controlling their activities in the country further illuminates an African experience that is already so clear that it should require no additional light. Well, y'all know damn well it do because we're going through it every day listening to people. But watch this, right? It says all African states that began to develop after, again, after the great 
uh, dispersions, rebuilding and expanding, were prosperous and advancing as black states as long as they borrowed the relentless, aggressive whites from their communities and their destruction became certain only when they abandoned this policy and let the Asians and Europeans in. So let's listen for a minute. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, you know, it's the microcosm and the macrocosm. Let's look at the little groups that we form in America to fight against racism and white supremacy. They routinely get co-opted. On the onset, they're co-opted by the religion because they haven't read the history that tells them that, that they should reject it. They haven't studied their family lines enough to recognize that those who rejected those ideas lasted longer than those who didn't. So you allow European custom and traditions to settle in your mind. So anything you build from that point, you already build it with the download of racism, white supremacy. And I'll be damned if this has not been mm-hmm. a problem for the last five, 600 years in North America. And we keep wondering, why in the hell aren't we winning? Or why in the hell can't we do this? Why, why, why? Because we go against the ancient African prophecy. When the first European Arab settled in your damn mind, you're through. They dancing and singing inside of our heads. The marching band. Do, 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 do. Holy Ghost. <laughs> and it's just funny. And we wonder why we're not making it. We're not making it because we're not actually paying attention to the natural world around us, which allows us to retreat ideas and concepts, institutions that will help protect us against those who seek to oppress us. So I just really, really want to make that so clear. I think that would be important. Where you at, Ish? Brother Ish, where you at? I'm right here, brother. Um, what's good? I'm going to ask something that, bro. You know what? Yeah, I think it's an important passage. Um, it's from uh, the book uh, Peoples of Africa, uh, Burkina uh, Faso Comoros. And uh, the part with the uh, the Marseilles, it reads that the uh, the Mossy Kingdom saw themselves as members of the same family and rarely fought mm. each other. If mm. the Mossy Kingdoms was attacked by outsiders, other Mossy came to protect it. For nearly 700 years, the everyday life and the political systems of the Mossy evolved without interference from the outside. Then at the end of the 19th century, the French arrived. So just that passage alone, is showing that they saw themselves as members of the same family and that they rarely fought each other. And by them having that rulership for the 700 years, that's a long time, 700 mm. years. That's as long as the Moors was in Spain. That's what, um, mm-hmm. twice as long as, as we've been, you know, like America's been established, what, 250 mm-hmm. years? So 700 mm-hmm. years is very long. But the next passage mm-hmm. right after that, it explains what the French did. It says that in the late 19th century, major European powers began to compete for control of Africa. The French seized a large area of Western Africa, including the Mossy Kingdoms, which were finally conquered uh, in 1896. So basically what the French did was when the French had come over, the Mossy didn't have the economics and it became uh, dependent upon working the mines 
the, the, the gold mines and the different kinds of mines in order to feed themselves. Um, so it's very, very important to understand the history so that we don't make the same mistakes, to work on mm-hmm. trying to be uh, economically independent, mm-hmm. like you stated also, Brother Ankh, to make sure that our minds are right and that that is independent and in the right spirit also. So these are very important things that we can learn um, as we take the best part we also learn these valuable lessons so that we don't make the same mistakes. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's jump right. And that's a deep path. And what's the name of that book again, bro? It's called uh, Peoples of Africa, Burkina uh, Faso Comoros. And I'm going to post the link in the in the chat room right now if anybody wants yeah, to get that answer. page. Yeah, I, I need that. Yep. Give it up. Okay. People. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up, Ish. I need that book. Hold on, bunch of Carter. Right. Name that book. Name that book. You put it in the chat room. Um, I'm I'm uh, going into the chat room right now. But it's called People's okay. of Africa, Burkina Faso. In fact, I'll post the link up in. I'm gonna I'm gonna post the link up in the Amarasqua form too, just so people can get it on a, on a more broader scale. All right, but. <clears throat> okay, right. so now it's, po- it's posted in the form, and I'm I'm gonna post it into the okay. the form right now. Mm, I need to get that. Um, got another book, Burkina mm. Faso, uh, Unsteady Statehood in West Africa. All right, okay. Let me let me look at that real quick. Let me add that to the damn list. Is it there? Uh, I posted it in the Amarasqua form. I'm going into the oh. chat room now. Oh, <laughs> going to snatch it. <laughs> no doubt. Get that. Mm-hmm. See, I got Ish on on that thing that uh the favorites. So whenever Ish posts something, it let me know because you got to watch Ish, man. He be posting some treasures. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Peace and blessings. That's as soon as you post something, brother, I'm on it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Crazy answer. Oh man, this is good stuff. Burkina Faso, mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we got to make sure we pronouncing these things correctly. Uh, you know, people. Um, at, at first, mm-hmm. I know when when it was first discussed, uh, people were confusing the Maasai over to the Eastern Africa with the. Man, don't Mosi. tell them that ish. <laughs> that ain't is that that was that was Ujau. That wasn't me. That's Ujau. Oh what? What? Oh, don't tell what happened? Num num. Keep what going. Happened? Keep going. <laughs> what happened? What happened? No. Go on and speak that truth, brother. Go on and speak that truth, brother. No. No. <laughs> Oh man, I'm, no. I must have missed the joke. I must, I must not have got oh, the memo no, on that man. one. I'm gonna have to tell the story, man. Nah, no, he cut your wisdom. Go ahead and finish <laughs> on that, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> Oh no, nah, that's it. I was, I was just saying, you know, because I, I noticed that when, when the Mosi was first uh, talked about in the Amarasqua group, that you had some Moors tagging on and saying that the language that they spoke. Was more was called more. See, that's proof that the Moors existed, you know, uh, because they they don't understand. 
Yeah, so I'm just saying, people, we just got to make sure that we are pronouncing Anything things correctly and we, and we know and we know what's up. Anything because uh, mostly the, the language is not even identified with more. It's not even pronounced at, like we spell it M-O-O-R-E, like how they spell it, but it's not pronounced that way at all. Nowhere near it. It's, it's more no, pronounced it like um, uh, mo, uh, mo, Moale. That's how they. That's how the, the yeah, R is like. It's a, like um, it's, it's like M O R E, and then the the the, the not a hyphen, but a, like an apostrophe at the end. So it's like a yeah, a, a, you know, like a morai or something like like it's a different. It's a different kind of phraseology. Yeah. Moale is is they pronounce the R sounds like an L, but it's an R. Moale. That's right. The, they be like, oh, that's the Moors. That's the Moors. No, it's not the Moors. And it's right. <laughs> You know, so just trying to keep the pseudo down. I know y'all mentioned pseudoism earlier, man. It's 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 crazy out here, man. It's it's really really crazy. At all, that's an understatement. Yeah, I mean it's it's so, it's so rampant in, in the conscious community. They they keep pseudo everything, pseudo science, pseudo <laughs> history, pseudo grammar, pseudo spelling, pseudo everything. So yeah. <laughs> what what I found fascinating is that since since we're dealing with the, the cycle of YouTube, uh, we're actually entering, I see the cycle of the pseudoism. We're actually, yeah. we're, we're going into a seven-year cycle of pseudoism. So when we first YouTube got on that University. wave, it is. When we first got on, on the whole YouTube and start putting this information out, it was, um, they're coming up with the same exact argument that they did seven years ago. So it's really the same defenses in order to kill it the same way we did seven years ago. But if you're new to the cycle, you're not going to see the first go-round. So the argument uh, see, needs to come see, with the female. You're on that numerology. You're on that numerology. <laughs> ish. That, that's, nah, that's, that's that 7-7 seven, seven with the seven <laughs> planets. See? Oh, yeah. on that numerology. <laughs> see, this, this, this happened seven years right. ago seven with Tahuti and all of them. Natural Tahuti and all of them seven years ago was on this shit. And we yeah. we it came with the same cycle of the female was by herself, there wasn't no man around, the same same genesis, the same shit. Yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our logic was, okay, then did the female lion come from, or did the male lion come from the female lion? And what about mm-hmm. the male bumblebee? Did he come from the female bumblebee and the female mm-hmm. fruit fly? And I, I mean, so so I mean, if you don't believe in the female male dynamic. Then did all males derive from the females, or are we just mm. this freak of nature that you Negroes just want to come with? And they mm. sat there with that dumbass look on their face seven years ago. Now, <laughs> I'll propose the same exact question in 2016 that we did in 2009. And you know what? They still have that same dumbass look on their face because mm-hmm. this, they started mm-hmm. with that stuff seven years ago. And as soon as they start t- talking about Lou Mary and Moo, you know, but it's just a whole new audience now that now maybe some of these people were 14 and 15. They're just coming into their own with the knowledge and information, and they're picking up the pseudo shit. But I find that it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's real funny. You know what I mean? But with mm-hmm. young queens like yourself, Danielle, with, with people on the scene, with, with young warriors on the scene, they're going to be able to crush it the same way that we did the first cycle. So I just, I, I like that. I like that. Hey, hey, thank you, to, thank you. I wanted yeah, to build. I was going to say earlier, and I'm gonna tie it all in now because you still spoke on the same thing. The difference between 
the Mozzie clan and the Amara squad outside of the scholarship is that we do focus on, on uh, practical information that's applicable right now, like economics. Mm-hmm. But and into uh, just that methodology, period. When you look at the Mozzie clan, one of the uh, prime tribes that got uh, promoted to the hierarchy was a, a, a tribe that was economically advanced more than the other tribes. So even back then, they was focusing on the economics the same way they fell through the lack of economics. So, you know, at the end of the day, very good point. It's in the community that we build it. Absolutely. That's a very good point. That's an excellent point. Yeah, people got to realize the mafia had over 60 ethnic groups. Right. In this in this tribe. Like that's that's amazing, man. That's just that that's that's a hell of a accomplishment. We talk about lanis and 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 uh lobbies and sin foods and so many and I like I like what the country's name Burkina Faso means as well. Uh because uh it translates to land of incorruptible men. So that's that's important, right? Because what Uncle's talking about earlier with one man can't be out there all out of pocket. Right. So mm-hmm. men and women are accountable for their actions. So land of incorrupt I'm gonna I'm gonna go, you know, for today, land of uh, incorruptible people. Because right yeah. now, you know, we dealing we dealing with the balance of the energy, the men and the women. So that's a, that's that's powerful right there. Because when you don't have a price, and you can't be corrupted, and you standing on your principles, you're a powerful weapon against racism, white supremacy. Uh-huh. And then, um. And, and and see that's that's deep, but we're gonna have to get back to that, right? That's why we can't get corrupted with the pseudoism. And no matter how many names you call us, no matter how much you try to convince us that 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 people can walk on water, and people can transmit to you, you know, we're we're not going for it, Buzz Lightyear. We're not going for to it. infinity right? and beyond. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not going for it. No matter how intelligent you sound. No matter no matter how much you study and can remember that shit, memorize it, we're not going for it. Let me come to page 216 real quick. All right. Um, um, no, 215. It said the Europeans have been hearing about um, the prosperous land that abroad the whites from, from, from entering since the 15th century. Attempts had been made by various uh, Europeans by various European travelers and traders to get inside this interior country for several centuries, all without success. Some sought permission, watch this, just to pass through, but again, Mm. without success. Even the usual white strategy, here you go now, this is the one, this is the one, on contacting (laughs) And, and, and look, and, and forming friendly relations with possible heirs to the throne. Ha <laughs> ha! Right? Mm-hmm. And distant, right. So watch this. And distant fractions, right, did not feed. You know, let's go ahead and contact um, Timo Cyrus, right? I know sometimes 
they might be going back and forth on some things. Let's contact them, make them friends, give them some money, and make them go against the mafia, the Amaral squad, and the community. See that? Understand that. But that shit didn't work because they was, what kind of men was they? Incorruptible men. Incorruptible. Ah. Uh, why not gonna happen? We're not buying that foolery. We'll make sure we'll have a prophecy <laughs> for that. Two sixteen. Even though the Arabs and the Europeans were increasingly based, watch it. Watch that shit start getting tight. It's getting tight now, right? It says even though Arabs and Europeans were increasingly based in all the surrounding countries. Yo, they got us surrounded, y'all. During the 19th century, it was during the 19th century, however, that the mafia exclusion of foreigners became less rigid and there began a gradual relaxation of restriction, especially of Muslim traders. Uh, Some were allowed to settle. Oh, man. And while it is true, that the vanguard were black Muslims from the now wholly Ismailized neighboring black states, right? They paved the way and made it smoother for their white Muslim brothers. Moreover, an increasing number of young modern Masi leaders began to consider the age-old prophecy of excluding whites as unenlightened, if not downright uncivilized. Oh, you uncivilized. Hmm. What did a great military power, the greatest in Africa, have to fear from a few white faces in the land? But what about that great prophecy? When the first white man appeared, in the land, the nation would die. Nothing in but my God. land was better known and more universal, universally believed than this prophecy. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So they started to wade. They started to, the, the younger brothers, right? The teachings must not have been passed on proper. The pressure from the outside, they had them surrounded. You got black, black Muslims, black Christians, they surround them. You know the Songhai and Ghana Empire, right, had already been corrupted by the religion. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we know that the Masi went to war against them. But they're yes, surrounded they by the French. They're surrounded by all of these factions, holding strong. But they, you know what I mean, they starting to wane a little bit. This example, you know what I'm saying, is clear of what was really going on. You know, that's like one of the best parts in the book for me, you know, because it just clearly shows how we got to stay fast because they always coming. They always coming. They mm-hmm. always coming. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anybody want to add something to that? I mean, that's that's... That's truth to power right there. That's a that's a historical account of what not to forget. 
stand on the shoulders of your ancestors and don't become complacent and don't make the same mistakes. Correct. And I think I think what's I'm sorry, what are you about to say? Shout out to who? No, I was gonna say real quick, I ain't gonna be long. I ain't mean to catch up with them. But shout out to you, Unc, for sending me that Amaral Squad study guide group so I can, you know, push my scholarship to the next level and pass it on to this uh this uh study group with so go ahead, ish, my bad, bro. No, no, we good, we good. Um, I was just gonna say that I think it's so important that we get a better uh understanding of, of West African culture. Because like Brother Ben did actually point out, that's that's what we you know, that's that's our origin. As far as uh, our, mm-hmm. our cultural home, and I would like us to to be a lot more comfortable with our with our with our use of the language and our use of understanding. You know, let's get more familiar with with Oshun and Ogun and, and our different gods, and let's embrace it. You know, and let's find different kinds of uh, of words of 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 the tongue that we used to speak. So that we can talk it amongst one another, you know, in our everyday speech of how we, how we uh, engage and communicate with one another, you know, I think this is going to be very, very important because we need to take it back to where, where we come from, and I think it's crucial, and I think that'll be an example that we can set uh, for the future generations, and that's really what it's all about with me, is just setting up a proper foundation for the next generation. So I think that we should really, really embrace that. I want to uh, say something to to the West African thing. Um, you know, a lot of people are taking DNA uh, tests to trace out their ancestry, and they're using different companies and everything. So um, maybe maybe on another show, maybe uh, we can have a show about the different DNA com- companies and then what the reports or what the results actually mean. Because on social media, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of people take the uh, get the test and things done, but some people are making the reports out to be something that they're really not saying. So maybe maybe a good show mm-hmm. to explain and, and walk through it uh, will be real, real helpful for the people who are interested, you know, um, with that. Because some people are actually misusing the information um, as well. Because you got pseudo, you know, pseudos creeping in all, <laughs> all shapes and forms, you know. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent so, idea. Right. Yeah, well said, well said. <laughs> Gotta get in Gozi. So like, yeah, I, I would love I would love to get in Gozi to, to kind of deal yeah. with that, and I would also like to have uh, Dr. Rick Kittles give us a call in. Um, he is very helpful with uh, giving me insight to, to DNA. He actually runs the um, he's one of the the lead professors at, at Arizona University. He's also co-founder of African Ancestry, the company. Uh, real mm. good brother. And I mean, he's done the DNA screens on everybody, from Oprah to to everybody. He does every, all the celebrity stuff. Um, and he's he's just a brilliant-minded brother. Um, so I would love to have him to be able to call in. I, I had the opportunity to meet him before. Very down-to-earth brother. Um, so I'd like for him and Ngozi to maybe give us some insight on the DNA side of things. I think it would be very crucial, uh, very insightful mm-hmm. with some of the information yeah. they could share. Yeah, yeah. Well, me and uh, we gotta set that up. Me and uh, Ankh was just doing, and actually, uh, Sister Danielle as well. That you know, one of them pseudo claims that uh, we're born female. Um, based on the research that I did, and I was doing that with Ankh, you know, the sexual organs get produced around eleven to fourteen months. 
at the earliest exactly. it's been recorded now. I mean, uh, excuse me, 11 or 14 weeks. And the earliest it's been recorded is nine weeks. So we know for a fact that the genome is already in place before the phenome. So before the, the, the physical comes into existence, the, the, the DNA sequence is already there. So whether you're going to be a male or a female is already there before your sexual organs are produced. So it's just people jumping the gun, not knowing how to look at scientific data and and, and, and just let the evidence speak for itself. You know what I mean? Instead of putting your own agenda to it. Exactly. Right. The, the pictures I've been seeing, I've been seeing them, you know, try to back up that statement, you know, showing pictures of these fetuses that were like, and they were like maybe like seven to eight weeks old. But again, at this point, their their sexual um, organs are not even developed at this point. You know, both male and female fetuses have the same structures before their um, sexual organs um, develop. So of course it was the same. It's not. It's not a clitoris. It's just. It's nothing. It's. It's not even a sexual organ. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think Pick it's the um, eyeball it's a, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. I think it's important to to to, to realize that you know the, the saying goes, "It takes a man to make a man," and that's true. In that, mm-hmm. you know, you you can if you're a female, you can extract sperm from your bone marrow, and in a laboratory, you can, you know, produce a baby without without a man that is capable. Mm-hmm. However, it'll be deformed, though. No, it will not be deformed. Right. It, it will it will only be a female. It will not be a oh, male. Oh, okay. So that's that's the difference. So it takes a man in order to make a man because of those traits. That's why the right. paternal DNA is traced that way. You know, with with that Y chromosome. But it's really just able to scientifically look at, compartmentalize it, and not not us per se, but outside of us, people get blinded by emotion, and then they just be like, "Fuck that shit, man! That's that bullshit!" You know, and they just start going, they get blinded by emotion, and you can't really be reasonable about it. But that's what our job is to kind of do, to kind of look at both sides of it, and then just break it on down for the masses. You know? But see, this 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 the thing. Like, since since we're on the subject of getting back into um, applying African cultures and things, this this is a big thing that will address stuff like that. Is to bring back the initiatory um, environment because you know a lot of times people have uncontrolled. Like you would you 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 wouldn't um, put a eight year old behind the wheel of a car because they're right. they're not developed mentally. They're not physically um, you know probably capable of putting the foot on the brake and whatever. Um, but you got physical and mental reasons why you don't allow children to do certain things. Well, mentally, some people just can't have information because the 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 internet mm-hmm. is is inundated with information. But some people are not are not at a level where they where they can just get it and process it properly. And th- you know, so we need to bring back right. this initiatory environment where the information can be the environment can be controlled. The information can be given in a step by step procedure. Where everything is properly defined, no ambiguity, no vagueness, because even the thing about the um, women—you know, all babies are born female—that's that's because they have a wrong interpretation of what the gender female is versus what the um, you know dealing with the genes versus you know the concept of female versus male um, gender-wise and things like that. So, you know, in a proper environment, all these things can be made clear and we can eliminate pseudo shit. 
So this is something we need to push back, uh, bring back, I should say, is that initiatory environment and, and ways of education as well. So if we're bringing things back, we definitely need that at the forefront so we can cut down on a lot of this stuff. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Because, I mean, pseudo-ism, and, you know, I, I want to say this too, like, like we have to be careful that not to allow the pseudo people that are heavily into pseudo cause us to throw the baby out with the bathwater as well because, you know, pseudoism has mass appeal because, you know, it, it appeals to the lazy mind. And as the sister said, it's a, it's escapism as well. And and everybody wants to escape from the, from the day to day. So it has mass appeal, but we, we have to be mindful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater because pseudoism is, is, is strange, is, is fiction strangely mixed with, with some reality, you know, and, and, and then sometimes we want to blanket things where we we can possibly miss out on some things that are um, of our value, so we have to, you know, just be mindful of that as well. Hey, Jared, look, we got sixty That's seconds true. to call in. We got sixty seconds to call in. The call in number is three four seven eight five seven two zero five five. If you want to hear the rest of the show, you got to call in and listen from your phone. Because the broadcast will cut off in 30 seconds. Yeah, you're right, Joe. So you just got to go ahead and filter me because I'm throwing the baby out with the damn bad boy. They all got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> See there, Unc? That's that bullshit you talking about. <laughs> no, I can't. No, but see, at the same time, you got other people that are looking at what you represent. And they're lumping you in with the hotep niggas because that's what their side do. And then everybody else points mm-hmm. at everybody else and say, oh, well, you, you're the chakra bunch. I ain't listening to you because you ain't nothing but the chakra bunch. It's <laughs> on that bullshit. And then these are, so everybody pointing at everybody else, whereas somebody has to look at everything with the vision of Haru. Somebody has to look at things through the panoramic vision and see it all and put it into perspective and to be calm in the midst of chaos. Somebody has to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't always get down there in the mud and get down and dirty, and then when somebody else is trying to pull somebody else back and say, well, don't, don't engage in that. Somebody has to be the cooler head as a group to say, we're not even going to engage in that. We need to be responsible and focus on these babies over here. That little silly shit y'all talking mm-hmm. about, they don't got time for that. So that's right. that's where our value comes in. We have to understand the protocol that we have to follow. Also, but ish, but see that's the that's the value of a group where one nigga can't just run the whole goddamn thing. See, that's the value. Plain yeah, simple. ain't where that the truth? Balance it. Yeah, because that that's is so true. Yeah. Me by myself, I'm slaying all of them at all moments at all times. Plain and simple. I mean, but that's just me. But being as though it's a group effort, then you know. That type of thing can't go on. But oh, man, please. I could just bang I could just bang, bang, bang forever. Bang my way by the confidence. Think about that search, you know. I mean the lady free. Brother brother Unc, you 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 gonna find out. Did you see Roy Jones last fight, brother Unc? No, Roy Jones was fighting though. That's yeah. Different. No, no, no. He got knocked the fuck out. That's what happened. When Roy Jones became an old head, Roy Jones should have said, you know what, I'm going to take a more leadership kind of role. 
I'm not going to get down there in the muck and mire and let these young guns keep on getting Hey, he tried that, though. Ish. He tried. Who, who tried that? He retired. He went home. She was born. Who, Roy, who Roy Jones <laughs> Jr. Or, or Brother Aunt? No, Roy Jones Jr. He retired the first time. Yeah, he tried. He tried, but he ain't want to yeah, listen to nobody. And I'm trying to say, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, brother Aunt needs to take notes, lest he be Roy Jones Jr. and get knocked the fuck out. No, I'm, I'm trying to. Get knocked out. <laughs> I, I'm I'm saying stop. Never get knocked out. Not knocked out. Not brother. Not not getting knocked out, brother Aunt. But don't give an audience to some new motherfucker that really shouldn't even be in a ring with you. Yeah, true that. Hey, should be saying, you hold on. That's, that's easy. That's easy for y'all to say. A nigga standing right beside you talking shit. I ain't got no choice but to address it. Now, I might not go follow this stuff, <laughs> but I'm going to smack the shit out of this motherfucker when they talking that bullshit. <laughs> this, I promise you. damn nice. goddamn clear. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing that intellectual warfare. Now, if we just throwing blows, then you're right. Sit the fuck down, y'all. The young buck going to whip your motherfucking ass. I know that part. No, I'm not talking about the film. That. That's I'm, that's that's all. That's all I'm going to say. I'm hey, talking brother, about intellectual. You got to remember something about brother Unc. Brother yeah. Unc DNA is mossy. <laughs> I know. I know. So I know. He, he gonna go down swinging. <laughs> what? Hey, brother, I think brother Unc needs to really look at the cast that he done put on. He's put on a whole lot of cats. The Israel doctrines. The, there's a whole line of cats that he done put on. Mm-hmm. Where, where you know it's really too? like you, you end up making your own job a lot harder. Uh, Man, some niggas just can't ignore all the time. Yo, like, if we just step back and know it, every motherfucking body. Look, I think there's nah, enough I young can't. talent around here. It's enough young talent around here these days to do what they got to do. So I'm with that. I ain't, you know. That, that's more than I take a call, you, brother. Ark. I'm proud of you. That's good, man. That's hey, good, but bro. that's the that's the. I think that's that 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 leads us to the whole um, mostly mostly warrior clan. You know, um, you know, right. bringing bringing the information not like that because you got to look at it, a football team, the quarterback. You know, a lot of people look at the quarterback as the leader of the team. You know, by by default because the quarterback, you know, is the orchestrator of the plays or whatever. Um, yeah. And and the quarterback is the most targeted person. So even if the quarterback throws the ball, even after he releases the ball, the quarterback still gets smacked up and, and hit. So Unk, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes Unk is a quarterback, and Unk may may get hit even though he he done dished it off to the next man or something. Sometimes you know people just still be trying to uh, come at him. So you know, that's just part of the thing. I don't know Unk, Unk can definitely handle that. So you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The the most Warrior clan becomes the front line, you know, the the um the linemen and 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 just take it out. They got the the, the shields up and the arrows in hand. I'm yeah. not arrows, the spears in hand. No doubt. And plus, plus so the spears, the arrows. Plus we got he, some he's everything. the victim of a sign that an ambush too, but he really had no space on the back. But got ambush. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Man, that's what we hear. <laughs> say again. <laughs> I hear you. Say it again. I said we no, walked right into it that night. It's Unk's fault. I said I didn't want to go. <laughs> oh, but hey, I'm telling you, man. 2016, though, I'm 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 probably not gonna be liked because I'm not having that pseudo stuff. I I can't I can't tolerate it. Like Ish, you said seven years. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't go to an eighth year, man. That's that's just 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll smash it out. We'll, we'll smash the shit the out. The movie playing because when somebody else does it, my bad, I don't want to talk. No, go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, that's why it's the youth, you know what I mean, in the movie clan like me and Danielle, we are in the front line for y'all because y'all are elders and big brothers and big sisters, so y'all are doing the mm-hmm. other necessary stuff. that need Man, to I'm 21 years old. I don't know what y'all talking about, man. Who the hell talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Wait, how old did you say you was, bro? I can hear you. Nah, Who said nothing, that? Man. I'm, I'm 21. Forever 21. <laughs> 21 years. <laughs> yep. Yep. Call me Babyface Woo. No, but look, we're aware, bro. <laughs> you're teaching a class, bro. You're teaching metal netter. Like, the only person, you you getting it straight from Raketi Amin. So, it's like, you got bigger stuff to focus on in that pseudo stuff. I got you, bro, because I'm falling in line and learning the metal netter because I see how it's applicable, and then I can bring it to the youth. So it's like in the same thing with with the stuff with I doing, stuff with Smash doing, stuff with Ish doing, stuff with uh, Black Panther doing. Everybody's inspired. So it's like huh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring the youth in so we could just get the pseudo stuff out the door. because Right, because at this point, I don't really care about the older people who are studying the pseudo stuff. That's right. them. They're stuck in their, stuck in their ways at this point. My right. main concern is the youth because the youth is the future. Like right? they're the ones who are going to carry on the torch. So we have to just ignore all the pseudo stuff. You know, you know, you know, put it on blast and push the real information and, and the pra- most most importantly, the practical information out there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, I mean, 2000, 2016 should be should be um, the year of organizing truth. You know what I'm saying? I've been saying at the beginning mm-hmm. of every show, a disorganized lie. I mean, an organized lie can defeat a disorganized truth every time. Ooh, we like that's Unc is stamped in history for saying that. So this should be the year to organize the truth. That's the only chance that we have to combat. The pseudo, because pseudo, pseudo is a byproduct right. or a side effect of white of racism, white supremacy, because it keeps us off of studying what the racist uh, people have studied and used against us. They're they're actually using our stuff against yep. us, but mix it. But right. when they feed it to us, they feed it in a pseudo form, so we dislike it and we just throw it all away. Therefore, we, we'll never look at our own stuff and use it. That's that's a game. It's a trick. And matter of fact, um, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson spoke on that. Speaks on it in her book, in her lectures, of how everything happens in real subtle things. Subtle, the smallest thing can throw you off, throw you way off. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to get back to. We got to get back. Look at that. That's right. Watch this. Watch this. You know you know where the pseudoisms really come from? It comes from the outcasts of European culture. Those who couldn't make it in the real scientific community, Right, or those who couldn't make it in certain academic circles, and those who couldn't really make it as an archaeologist, right? They build mm-hmm. themselves away with some of the information they got, and they form their own fucking lane. I can prove this yeah. step by step. Trust me, mm-hmm. like David Rawls. Who the hell is that? Right? That's the guy that um, that's the guy divine <laughs> taking that picture, and I'm Ross Squad group. That's David Wall. Zachariah Sitchin. Zachariah Sitchin is another. Zachariah Sitchin. 
Exactly my ascension, right? Uh, Lepogion. Le- Le- okay, now I'm gonna go back brother, even uh, further. Adam Bavalski. That's right. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. And so we see we're, we're calling off white names. Our church was brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's Lepogion, right? That's Alistair Alistair church Crawley. Brother, right? Yeah. Crawley. James Churchward. Right? James Churchward, right? That's right. James Churchward. They're all outcasts. See, and I don't know why other people can't see that. Like, you need to study the background <laughs> of the people. This is easy work right here. L. Ron no Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. He's a cult leader. <laughs> you you uh, feel me? So you even going to run into a yeah. cult. Watch this. You're going to run into a cult leader, an, an outcast who couldn't make it in the legitimate. Uh, uh, with legitimate information, so they story. Yeah, he flunked out with all F's in college. He flunked out of college. Mm. <laughs> right, right. Is, Not get one get degree between right. all of them. Let's get this call right here, yo. Three, one, three. Your line is open. I'm gonna squad up. Three, one, three. All right, you must hit that one by mistake. Eight one zero. Your line is open. I'm Ross Squad up. What's happening, man? What's good? Not much, man. I think we just trapped, man, because it's too many black people scared to switch over, man. <laughs> What's your name, brother? It's brother Rob, man. What's going on? Not much, man. I see your song, but I think it's stamped enough to by them doing, you know, the damage they did to us. In the past, you know, by them slaughtering us in so many ways, I think brothers are scared to tell them, you know, to eat their religion because they think it's going to come back. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely a, yeah. a, mental, a mental block. That we, don't have hands. we don't have enough hands with guns in the streets to really fight these guys. So, you know, to tell you the truth, I think that's where a lot of the homosexuality is coming from because, Instead of going against the grain, they'd rather turn to something that favors the European towards them liking them. And that's being as humble as possible. And how, how much humbler can you be when you're homosexual? <laughs> I mean, they stripping, they stripping our manhood away from us left and right. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 we buckling down at every corner, man, and it's time for us to just Tell them to eat it and, and go for what we know. I'm sick of sitting on our asses, man, and, and talking about it. It's, it's time to do something other. You know, I mean, a lot of it's right, going to come. Right. A lot of it's going to come from us really getting out here and letting them know, you know, we're not going for it no more. And, you know, a lot. Of, I, I hate the fact that when you get to talking about this homosexual situation, brothers get to tripping like, you know, it's wrong for you know for us to do that, but it's not our culture. So why shouldn't we be opposed? You know, opposed to what's going on with this. Somebody needs to speak, so it's going to keep on going. And uh, part of that, like I say, is coming from being scared to really tell them to take this religion and stick it in your ass. I'm going to tell you something, brother. I'm going to tell you something that Ashrock Quasi told me. He said, I feel bad for y'all in this generation. And I said, why is that, Elder? He said, when I was growing up, the homosexuals was in the closet. He said, now things are reversed. The homosexuals have put us in the closet. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And what he yeah. meant by that is, you know, 
it's hard just to be a man now. Just to be yes. a masculine, regular mm-hmm. African man. Yes, and if is. you go against what what the propaganda that's being pushed, which is the homosexuality as being a normal African function, then you're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be called all types of names. You're going to be excluded from things. People not going to want to mess with you. They're going to call you uh, a separatist or a racist or a homophobic or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know the killer part about that? It's in their book. And then when you tell them that it's, you know, what kills me about they, Absolutely they it dumb is. Ass people in the world because their book tells them that they don't accept it, but they still sit up here and make all these gatherings and tell you they want to be married through that book. My thing is, okay, you gay, you sucking blow bone, whatever. What you need to do is find you a religion that don't, you know, that don't outcast that or make you one up. Don't come and say we're going to take your religion and we're going to do whatever, whatever under your religion, even though it says this. You know what I'm saying? That's what gets me with this. Mm-hmm. Like, all gloves off. They don't care. They're just going for what they know right now. You know what I'm saying? And part of it is because they want to take what they see coming. I mean, a lot of it's been, man, there's so many ways that they took away from what we were supposed to be just like with rap music. This rap music was going right. It was going right when it was with Public Enemy Paris. Public Enemy Paris and, and um, what's my man's name? Um, what's the name them? But now it's like they paid too much attention to trying to pay the the the, the ass shakers and shit like that. They didn't want to pay um, dead prayers in them. You know, the the, the generation of dead prayers in them to continue with their mm-hmm. push. They wanted to pay the Jay Z's and the other people because they was glorifying that alcohol and, the, you know, the marijuana and things like that, they weren't focused on yeah. really needed to be focused on. You know what I'm saying? Sister Soldier, Queen Latifah, back when she first started out and everything like that, I mean, a lot of things were overlooked because we're focusing so much on taking our... I, it's not even supposed to be a white rapper. I don't even know how the hell I'm... Man, so many times brothers let in a vice that further hurts us down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, I feel like they know just where to get us because it's it's, it's going through the music. And our music is what has always kept us and pushed us through, you know, um, uh, 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 our cultures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that goes back yeah, to that, the, yeah, yeah, the that heartbeat. Yeah, uh, like that music is the heartbeat, though. Yes, I mean, it is. You know, from the drum, the bass, you know, the, the you dance. How, you know, hold on, nobody. Let me, okay, let me make this point real quick, brother. I mean, basically, uh, you know, your history was told through the music and the dance. So, you know, if you control the music, you just basically control your actions, you know, control how you actually be. So, mm-hmm. right, the transformation of those, of those songs that we had with crystal clear messages of needing to liberate ourselves, those got, um, right. you know, kind of taken away. And a lot of people look to the public enemy situation. I, I mean, not public enemy, but um, uh, the brothers out in California. Um, NWA. NWA. Yeah, but I thought really, but I thought they were speaking to a certain uh, understanding of things that was going on too in their community. And and I felt like that needed to be heard too. You know, raw it was. But the problem became... When every where there wasn't any more diversity in the music, and everything is that. You see, everything is that now, to the point where people ain't the shit ain't really happening. They just making shit up, and everybody's a gangster. Painful. Yeah. That's what is Painful. terrible. That that's what kills it. 
But the fact <coughs> that the NBA was speaking that, that was cool. You know, you feel me? Because that's part of the, what they world was giving them, and they was responding to it with hip hop. That's good. But that everybody is like that now. That's the problem. It's a real problem for me. So yeah. hey, you know, to, just just to give an analogy with the music and what I said about the bring back initi- initiation systems, like if you take um, uh, what's this what's this called uh, Motown with Barry Gordy, and you look at what Barry Gordy and his team did with Motown. When artists came up, they grabbed the talent, they recognized talent, but they but they taught the artists how how to conduct themselves, how to eat, how to dress, how to um how to perform. You know, they had choreography there. Mm-hmm. They had the whole every everything covered, everything covered, and they were protected. But now everything, all of that is gone. It's all the walls, the veils have come down, and it's just a free fall. Everybody and their mother is a producer in their house. Around giving out YouTube. Deals. I know you're right. About the so. Deals. Yeah. You know what a 360 deal is? 360 was that? It's it's not now that you get signed. If you generate any type of business outside of this, we <laughs> get a certain percentage of it. So not only are you entitled to your record contract, you can't even go off and make a company yourself without having them in on it now. Right. Yeah. So my and and my thing is that we. Through time, we lose values. Like we 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 misplace our values. Our value systems have been attacked. So now, you know, the Motown system or or that 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 entity that was there, the principles that were set in place, they're they're gone. They're done. So you got record companies and people, just people, that just becoming famous. And in Africa, in order in order to like any 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 field or position that had influence on the mass of people, you had that that. That position was always in check by the elders of the community. You you couldn't just rise up in the African community and and become a so-called celebrity, because celebrity they understand has mass um, influence. So you have to make sure your mind right. is right, or whoever you allow in that position to be right, because you know it's going to influence the people. We don't have that today. The, the checks and balances okay. are not there. Not there. Absolutely. Right. All right. Let me get the next caller. Appreciate you uh, calling, in, brother. Um, yeah, uh, 4-4, your line is open. I'm a raw squad up. Four four, your line is open. Can't hear you. You breaking up bad. <laughs> I can't barely hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't hang up. You're going to be done. All right, let me get, let me get the next call. Let me get your line open until you get, get with the, the uh, Walmart phone. It's not saying the word. <laughs> Two, six, seven, your line is open. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Your line up? is open. How you doing, man? Black African Power. What's good? What's that? What's good? This is... uh. I met you up in uh, at the conference, man. I'm that engineer that live in Tampa. How you doing, brother? What's good? Pretty good, pretty good. I just listened to the show, but I also wanted to comment. Um, I feel like the Moxie Blueprint is a very good idea. Um, mm. I'm setting up things, but I think the most important thing that we need to focus on is engaging. Because a lot of people don't know where to go to get certain type of information, information that your brothers give out not available to everybody simply because they just don't know. 
but I feel the most important thing that we need to focus on is engaging people and actually going out and talking to people one-on-one and finding out exactly what they need in their life to be successful and to contribute to this movement. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Um, we, we, we're we making the, the, the information available, uh, you know, by, by putting it in literary form. You know, um, Brother Armin, you still there? He might be gone. Anyway, he has three books on, on, on certain subjects uh, dealing with Islam, Christianity. You know, the Amaral Squad has publications. Uh, my, my new book should be out and should be finished by the time we make it to New York and Philadelphia. Man, hey, Ish. Yes, sir, Brother Armin. You know, we ain't mentioned that we going to Philly like we create like we can't do that, like we tripping. <laughs> like really we're gonna be in Philly. I didn't think about it until the brother just said it. Yeah, that's some bull crap. All right, we're gonna be in Philly, Black and Novell, okay. Uh, February the sixth. And then we're gonna be in New York February the seventh. At man, what's the address? Let me get the address. No, I'm tripping. Let me get the address. 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 We got the fly. Hey, 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 Bunchy, where you at? I know it's on a broad scenario, G. I don't know the exact date. Man. I'm in the exact, right. exact location. I know it's you on talking broad about for the, for the Philly event? Yeah, it's on, it's on something broad. It's on uh, 1409 West Erie Ave in Philly. And then the one in New York is uh, 570 Fulton Street. That's North Brooklyn, New York. That's near Flatbush Avenue. Okay. All right. King Sound Production with the Amaral Squad presents Real Black History. Uh, We're going to have a few surprises for you. That event is going to be 7, I think it's what, 7 to 9, 7 to 10. Yep. So, you know, y'all need to come out and support that. Uh, that's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we're going to have some book signings. We're going to have the books and materials, you know, come out and support. We're going to have the shoes. We're going to have, we're going to know we're going to have all the products we need. But um, it's going to be a very, very um, interesting uh, event. And you ain't got to worry about no pseudo shit. <laughs> because it's a pseudo slaying weekend. It's a non right. pseudo slaying weekend. That's right. Non pseudo, non non pseudo. Well, that shit's funny, yo. It's a it's a a a a, a, a no fly zone will be in effect. All right, man. That's interesting. <laughs> no fly zone. A no fly zone. A, a no fly zone. <laughs> Somebody pseudo gonna show up now that you didn't say it. That's funny. Right, right. You know, people. They like teleport there. Evolution. A teleport system there in place for them to teleport them away. Buzz Lightyear is away. Oh yeah, we gonna start. We gonna start by Harlem too. We gonna carpet bomb Harlem too. Anybody coming through? That's all I'm saying. And I put this challenge. I put this challenge out to all these teleporting fifth, 19th galaxy. 18th dimension people. Look. 86th dimension. I'm sorry. Oh, whatever dimension it is. I don't know. But uh, that's my challenge. Right? If you are saying 
because I've heard this before, that you can go into your mind, into the universe, and pick any information <laughs> out via Akashic Records or, or whatever you can do, right? This is what I challenge you to do. Pick the damn numbers for the Powerball so we can rebuild our damn community with the money. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Do that. Or, or give me the numbers if you don't want to. If you don't want to know it's, it's you, inbox me the numbers. I will hit. I will break you off. We can break. We can rebuild our communities. That's right. If you can't do that, I don't want to hear about this shit no more. Now, see, brother Ben, you thinking like a European. <laughs> no, we you're thinking like a European. Nah, oh, hell with that shit. I want to show and prove. <laughs> You thinking like a brother, like a European? Right, the white man, the white man. That's the European. That's the European way of thinking. Definitely, man. That's the white man science he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give me that white man. You read the white man's book. White man car listening on the white man's cell phone and on the white man's computer. Show and prove me the numbers or shut the hell up. That's the new shit, 2016. Show me. If you can astro travel all that shit. Shit, show up in my living room. I'll show up. <laughs> I won't say nothing else. Man, y'all funny as hell, man. I won't say y'all nothing else. Like work, you just show up in my living room. I'll be like, God damn, I ain't saying nothing else about that shit. Hey, <laughs> oh, we're going to kill. Y'all this motherfucker like showed up man. in my driveway. You know what's funny? You know what's funny, though? <laughs> that as they seek that. To, to, to play the game as if we just using white people information. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to give a detailed lecture clearly showing that all they claims come straight from the pseudo-Bible, God damn it. The straight pseudo-white New Age community. They got the New Age information, and they, and they, got, mm-hmm. niggas, they got niggas done. And the, and the age of information, it is important to develop a methodology so that you can filter these things out. And if you do not have a filtering system in place, you're in trouble. The number one filtering system should be the understanding of African cultures, okay, from mm-hmm. the top to the bottom, to the inside to the out. So so they won't place, right, watch this, their crazy ideology, pseudoscientific claims on your culture, then package it in book form because they do well at writing books, right, and packaging ideas. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Ideas now here. You feel me? And they package that shit, they do well of that, and selling it everywhere. Somebody's going to say something. Nothing. I was just listening to you, man. I'm just waiting on my numbers to hit my inbox. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> right. Where are my numbers, pseudos? Where are my numbers? Man, look, dude. It's just, it's crazy, it's man. Powerball, I mean, Mega Millions, Cash 3, Pick 4, Fantasy 5, any of them. I Yeah, but you're right. You're right because, you know, because I, I talk to a lot of uh, spirit, so-called spiritually conscious people, and what they do is, yeah. like, they mix, mix spiritual yeah. aspects from all these different types of cultures and then try to call it African. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. That's, that's the definition of pseudo. They, they, they will mix pseudo. fact and fiction. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I spoke to. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. <clears throat> and we got to be mindful. I mean, it's, it's sad because it forces us to peel off some of our energy and focus to focus on it. Because you got to kind of 
make sure you um, distinguish, discern the fact from fiction, lie from Memorex, uh, or else we run the risk of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So, so they understand the game, and you know they, they try to use that against people to stagnate progress. So we just gotta be careful. <clears throat> hey man, mm-hmm. be careful. let friends marry a pseudo man. That's all I'm gonna say. Be careful when you And then we have to also understand, we have to understand, too, that it's not only just the white man that's lying to us and, and programming us. It's our own people that's doing the same thing, too. Sometimes worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got him. Got him. Sometimes yeah. worse. Got him. Yeah. Sometimes we become white people. We become the assemblies. We start doing what they do. Yep. And, and you know what? I tell you, was I tell you, was interesting that we got the the old pseudos trying to reemerge again with these pseudo signed non scientific claims that North America is the birthplace of humanity and that the Inca stones, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, man. Like, like, like. But I'm glad we got that work already. The people are still trying to push the homosexual stones, the Mubui stones. It's just crazy. Now, what? Somebody mentioned. He said Mubui. Called the Mubui. Uh, somebody mentioned intellectual. Intellectual uh, warfare, and you know, at, at, at war, one of the first things that you do at war in the military or in a combat, you you destroy the people's uh, means of communication, and then and then you keep them busy. So you 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 know diversion, distraction. So you keep them busy so that so they they're thrown off, and that's what's going on in in our progress as a whole with these pseudo claims. It's like diversions. They, you know, people will bring up something and cause us to focus on it, and then it stops forward progress, you know. And, they, and so they don't realize that they're an agent of racism, white supremacy, or the stagnation of our liberation, but it's mentally or economically, whatever. So we just got to be mindful of that and put it to an end. You know, that's why I said 2016, we should organize the truth or continue to organize the truth or right. step it up, be more aggressive with it. Because we, we should get to the point, like right now, like, Unc, you you coming out with the book. You said the other brother has three volumes of Saramotep, got books. And now all of us, people who are writing books, it, it should get to a point where whenever a pseudo uh, claim is made, we should automatically be like, oh, there you go. Go go to that web, go to this link, or go to this book. It's already covered. Next. And then so we can keep <laughs> the progress going, you know, because, man, if we don't do it, then we always got to address it for the babies because, you know, the babies are coming up. And they're listening to these old claims, but it's new to them. It's it's old to us. Mm-hmm. But it's like like um, you brought up the black book the other night, the other day. Like some That's some right. people never heard that. Some people never right. never heard that stuff. You, you know, it's new to them. They're like, oh man, what for real? Word, planet risk, what for real? Oh man, you know. But we've seen that and heard that ever since what 1996. So oh, my you know, so we got mm-hmm. we got we got to organize this truth so we can have those those real quick. Point people in the right direction and keep it moving. Bam. So, I mean, that that's that's what I'm on this year. That's right. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Here's one for you. Y'all got uh, uh, Alistair Crowley. The 777 and the other Kambalistic, right, writing. Um, ish, they go your seven seven. <laughs> yeah. So, and he got Egyptian, look, he yeah. got Egyptian motifs, right? Talking about the damn Kabbalah. <laughs> With some glitz. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, that shit, man. Dead giveaway. Uh-huh. Hmm. Right, we, right. You know, it, it, it appeals, and that's the thing. Um, we're very colorful people. We like, 
you know, we, we, we like certain things. And, and, and Europeans have studied the African mind through psychology for a long time. They understand what what makes us tick, you know, what gets us off. So they, they, they attack us through those means. You know, look at a McDonald's commercial. Why why does McDonald's commercials have quote unquote African Americans predominantly in all of their commercials? Yeah. Everything. The music, through the music, Coca Cola, McDonald's, everything is bad for you. You know. Um like they like uh, I was had a conversation earlier, they I saw this car commercial, I think it was Kia, a truck that made by Kia and um in the commercial it was a commercial about the truck, but yet they're pu- they're pushing a interracial couple because because the whole scene that, that the car is moving going to the beach and stuff is it's a it's a um interracial couple that's that's doing all that so you know the commercial people that are putting the commercial together you gotta you gotta plan that out because the the actors you hire to do your commercial and stuff all that's pre planned so you you must have had in your mind that you want to push the agenda of interracial couple or at least appeal to that demographic so that that's that you know those are the subtleties that um dr Wilson was talking about you know, how things are pushed in subtle means, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be Yeah, there was some that. pushback from uh, Cheerios when they did that too. Um, they started going that route with some interracial couples on there, and there caught a lot of backlash for that. Yeah. Huh. What caught backlash? What, the che- oh, when the Cheerios start doing what? Yeah, Cheerios. So they had the, the interracial couple and the mulatto child, and it was – Doing, they did like a chain of commercials with that, uh, like last year sometime. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. All right, let me see if this phone is working now. Four four, your line is open. No. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Calling from a submarine. Move to the segment of 19th Galaxy. Gotta go to the 16th Galaxy. Move over. Yeah, he calling from the land of moon and shit. (laughs) Right. Oh, no. Oh, man. Mm. Wow. Well, there you go. Okay. Oh, there you have it. Can't hear you, bro. Can't hear you. Not working. He must have really been on the 86th dimension. Damn. Yeah, you're in the five. Can't even hear what he's saying. Mm. Oh, he'll catch the next download, man. Okay, you know what? Um. <laughs> Time is it ten? Let's say ten. Then we got a couple minutes left. Now. Anybody want to add something? Who you at, Bunchy? Still trying. Line is open. If you can get through, you can get through. Try it ain't working. Brother Ong, I'm about to get in this last round of study before I call it a night, but I definitely want to thank uh, Mossy Warrior Clan. I want to thank Team Osiris. I want to thank um, everybody. I mean, I'm talking about it. It's, it's so many families 
but that's the good thing. Now we can sum it all up by the Mafi Warrior Clan. So I yeah. definitely want to give a shout-out to everybody. Uh, thank you for supporting our Mirage Squad. Make sure you all make it to Philadelphia um, next month, February 6th, New York, February 7th. We all going to be in the building. We want to see you all there. Thank you all for your support. I'm going to talk to you all soon and catch you all in the forum. And let me just dig into these studies. I'm going to holler at you all later, and I'm a Ross Squad up. I'm a Ross Squad up there, brother. Let me see if I can get this full full call. Let me see if I can help them out there. They in another whole damn dimension. What, what bunch of you had gone somewhere? Just eased out. Okay. <laughs> Got you. Got you with that one. Now, hold on, full four. Let me see. Hold on. Nine. Three, two. Hold on. Shout out to the Mozzie Clan and Amara Squad and, you know, and thank you again just for just bringing me into the family and I can't wait to continue to build with you all and I'm excited about that February um, 6th event. 
I'm really trying to make it down into that event, but if not, I'm still gonna come out there sometime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can feel, I can just, I can already feel the energy. Like I feel like this is something legitimate, and that we're really gonna make some really powerful moves happen. Yeah, we absolutely, man. We're gonna keep building that. We're gonna keep building that walled up, walled up. That uh, that force field to block away the pseudoisms that has plagued our community. Does not allow us to mm-hmm. grow. Uh, it keeps us uh, caught in a continual, um, uh, what do you want? Perpetual nothingness, over and over and over again. Right. Constantly searching for information, mm-hmm. new information, over and over again, and never taking the time out to build things that can help uh, the community to be strong, yo. So, and we're supposed to be the exactly, most enlightened. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, man. You know. Feet on the ground around here. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. that's that, that's essential, man. So I want to I want to close with uh, let me see if I can close this song right here, man. Um, fortune favor, man. You know, fortune favor. I tell them I'm from Chicago, they say, damn, how you let it see them out? How you not addicted to the bottle? How you swallow all the depths, all the tears, all the fears? With all this hell near, how you still remain here? Do you keep it hitting deep inside? Or do you go to sleep and cry? Get up on your feet and try to make an example of how to survive with everything put against you. Do you fall under pressure? Or write a story with your pencil? Nah, I grabbed the pen and wrote everything from within, from every tragedy scene to every sad story I heard. I put their faces on my words so you can read the emotions. Know if you felt their pain that you would cry Pacific Ocean. From all the killing of these children who never had a living to the unforgiving raping of our women and every story different but the one thing that remain the same is i can't get their pain out my brain do i care too much i don't give a fuck said you i care too much i don't give a fuck said you i care too much i don't give a fuck said you i care too much i don't give a fuck hey i feel like giving up when the road gets tough i feel like giving up when the world gets tough, do I care too much? I don't give a fuck, say do I care too much? I don't give a fuck, say do I care too much? I don't give a fuck, say do I care too much? I don't give a fuck, hey, I feel like giving up. When the road gets tough, I feel like giving up. What? Tell him I'm from Cottage Grove, 61st. I was born a nigga first. Now this nigga finna feel you full of gigahertz, megahertz. If I make a record, I'ma make it hurt. Make the earth revert. The Pangea sneaking nerd. Meaning in my every verse, I'm cursed by every skirt. I'm possessed, obsessed with squeezing shorty till it squirt. I'm christened a fire breather, flame retarded, page parted. My plagues, a moalation in the garden. You see that shit? It's what I can't say in this backwards. I'm versatile, my verse reverse what crack did. I'm locked, battle force. You call in this whackness, but I know where it's at, nigga, call me an Atlas, it's hell now, Charlie, I got pressures to sell now, I need work, it's sell or live in a cell now, I live where it's livable, for shorties to vest down, they learn in school to hold a tech down, Charlie is down, the decisions for a nigga like fire proof, kill a loop with goofy shit, so I can buy a coop, do I ignore the warnings for a round of fruit, if it's all ice and cream, should I buy a scoop? Scoop? 
Millie, Joe. It's almost like if you don't sell, you have to sell out. Uh. So is it caring too much if I do give a fuck? Or will I change for the change when I do get a buck? I know meteors fall from the sky and the place. Can I save my solar system if I'm falling from grace? So is it caring too much if I do give a fuck? Or will I change for the change when I do get a buck? I know meteors fall from the sky and the place. Can I save my solar system if I'm falling from grace? We ask ourselves questions and only time reveal the answer. I dwell from the manner where niggas breathe a disease worse than cancer. God kept me safe in this place where they good die young. I used to mic in my lungs and wrote some jokes and some poems. Had some hopes and exposed them. Tried to make the sad laugh and give the hopeless broke kid something that can... Man, that's that Mossy clan. Warrior, man, all day long, man. But close it out. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was tight, wasn't it, yo? Oh, yeah. I was still in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you do it, yo. So check this mm-hmm. one out, yo. Powerful. One of my favorite. With girls that keep they mad on that duh-uh-oh Ones who can never categorize is her uh-oh Might even let her have my son if she acting right That's that shit that we like We don't fuck with them ratchet ties I know ice is she a type is for the final call You never catch her off that molly or that alcohol Tanisha poked me on the book, she ain't never phony I catch Monica volunteering at the Wild Stony. Bottles of Moet and Henny, 19 driving a Bentley, and it don't stop. Jasmine study marine biology, zoo plankton a lot. Had this hood girl, Mika, she was from the town. We went out separate ways, but she used to hold me down. She doing good, when she would, can't it call me now? Cause she got a job, two cars, she a mommy now. Aerospace engineer, on a roll, four degrees. What y'all niggas know about queens? I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Shorty always by my side. I know I got issues. I left them ratchet hoes alone. Cause I need that real shit I can fall back on. I know 16 women out there that live without food stamps, wigs, and 30 niggas kids. I fuck with girls that keep they mad on that duh uh oh. Ones you can never categorize as her uh oh. Even let her have my son if she acting right But you gotta treat her right Never wife the ratchet type I fuck with Aaron, got a bachelor's from MIT She always lecturing on healthy shit for me to eat Shout out Renee Sinead, Monet, my cousin Dominique Study journalism, go expose that Obama creep Boricua named Felicia She hooked me up on sneakers Worked at Nike Town Now she a barista No Anika That's my chocolate bar Used to cheap that reaper She get cleaner Credit cleaner Now she co-owning the cleaners Got my foreign girl Ryan From Andaman Island She working smelting the iron Send me the knot We can tie it Body calls in a riot Samaya Mariah Bring it my way On a roll, four degrees What y'all niggas know about queens? I fuck with you, I fuck with you 
Shorty always been my sad. I know I got issues. I left them ratchet hoes alone. Cause I need that real shit I can fall back on. I know 16 women out there that live without food stamps, wigs, and 30 niggas' kids. Uh, uh, I fuck with you. I fuck with you. No about uh, queen. I fuck with you. I fuck with you. I know about uh, queen. I fuck with you. I fuck with you. Shorty always been my sad. I know I got issues. Uh, queen. I fuck with you. I fuck with you. I know about uh, queen. I fuck with you. I fuck with you. I know about uh, queen. I fuck with you. I fuck with you. I know sixteen women out there that live. Uh, Yeah, yo, killed that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what you know about them queens? Man, do we got the last call on here, man? Who was this? Who was this? Uh, four one five. Oh yeah, man. This is uh, this is two Carol. I follow uh, follow you brothers on Facebook. I was just tuning in, seeking in on the knowledge. What's good, brother? Cold is at the end. What's on your oh. mind, real quick? On your mind, brother. What was that, brother? I say, what's on your mind, man? Appreciate you calling it. Oh, nothing much. I was just um, just feeling grateful for just hearing the knowledge. Feel me? I'm a uh, San Francisco. I, we don't we don't get taught this stuff out here. Feel me? So like anything I can speak in, peep in on and learn, just a plus for me. Feel me? So you know, um, I be watching you brothers on uh on the web and stuff. So I know of you brothers already, and it's just you know, I was just. Keeping the knowledge, bro. Hey, man, look, man, I appreciate that, man. You know what I mean? Appreciate your support. Yeah, yo, that, that's real. All right, I'm going to big up to, to our man, Ross Squad, Timo Cyrus, Mossy Clan, all you guys, man. Hey, man. Yeah, we here, man, for the people and the family, man. That's just how we doing it, brother. And, you know, shoot, man, mm-hmm. I hear them babies in the background. Definitely hit them babies in the background, so you know we. That's what oh, we do, yeah. man. We that's raise my the family. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. That's essential, man. You know, I keep my son close to the wisdom too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's vital, man. You know, like he said, we can't keep it. I can't keep it unless I give it away, man. So we're giving this away. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Oh. Right. Yeah, no, we live No, we live Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, brothers. Uh, thank you, brother. And uh, I'll be hitting you, brothers. I've been watching you, brothers. Uh, upcoming events and stuff. Hi, man. Appreciate that, man. You know, I rock squad up. Massey Warrior Clan. Man, y'all know what it is, man. Hey, man, let's take it out. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, built for that next move. Uh, It's like, it's like real niggas ain't even making shit like this no more. Let me take y'all on the caper. Uh, through the common mass state. Niggas increasing the crime rate. Like, uh. 
Good kid from a decent hood. 
presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15%.